Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back. Players only in the building. Sean Barber. Dane and Hughes here, former Chiefs. One on the bad side of the ball. And I was on the good side of the ball. The offense is a former wide receiver. Barbershop former linebacker we are here bringing you another edition of players only each and every week six to seven on thursdays during the Chiefs season and it's sponsored by our friends at u.s bank whatever your passion u.s bank can help turn it into your next pursuit my man julio directing us leading us bossing us around coaching us we, we heard we're coachable so that's a good thing Barbershop, what's going on, brother? All good, man. I just finished lighting the fire up under CDOT <laughs> for the last hour. So I be educating that young man. I, be, I think I take him down the road of, like, I, I'm like the Rafiki. He's like Lion King. I hit him with the head, <laughs> hit him in the head, and then one, he ducks, and I said, oh, he's learned. And then a week later, he comes back and start typing up this stuff on the computer, talking about some PFF stats and why we should – Young Padawai, I tell him all the time, young Padawai, <laughs> you haven't learned anything. Remember to use the force. Go with your heart. Go with your gut. Wax on, wax off. His That's gut, a... you know what his gut told him? What is it? After week three, the Raiders were going to be the best team in the AFC is what his gut told him. And I, call, I said, you man. took Pepto-Bismol for that gut? Fool's gold. That's what he, I said, man, you go every week, you, change, you, you run around changing who you think going to go to the Super Bowl. You're chasing fool's gold. To me, the Chiefs and the Cowboys, those are the two teams I feel like mm. are destined to meet in the Super Bowl. Um, so you're talking about repeats from the regular season, kind of like last year with the Chiefs and, and the Bucks. I like it. I like it. Oh, well, we're going to get deeper into that because yeah. I actually listen to you and CDOT before I come in the studio. I put the app on, the Odyssey app, while I'm walking up the steps after I leave my car. And you do present some solid nuggets and it's definitely more to expound upon that I think we're going we're gonna to definitely take some time to get into that. But before we do, we got Jay's Southland Toast Service text line and the phone line's open, 913-576-7610. Call us, text us. We're going to change things up just a little bit. We go each and every week. If you haven't listened to the show, we go by quarters. The first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter of the show. We're going to dedicate one entire quarter to the text line and phone line. I like it. So call in, text in. It's just going to be about your questions to us. We're going to give you the real from a player's perspective. And that's the the design of this show is to give you a player's perspective. We're not trying to be on ESPN. We're not trying to hold a mic on the NFL network. We're not trying to be broadcasters or journalists. We're just going to talk to you from the player's perspective what goes on in the locker room, what goes on on the sideline, what's on, happening on the field, when things go great, when things go not so great, and then our perspective as former players watching the film, watching the game. I do the broadcast with Mitch Holtis on 106.5 The Wolf each and every Sunday. Great pregame show with Dan Israel and Josh Klingler. And then the postgame show as well. And the broadcast is second to none with Mitch Holtis doing an outstanding job leading us. So you get a chance to hear us on Thursdays, Barbershop with CDOT, and then both of us together, and then throughout the weekend on the various broadcasts as well and active on social media on Twitter. Barbershop, what's your Twitter handle? At SeanBarber59. You can look for that, and you also follow that podcast, Defending the Kingdom, me and Mitch Holtis. Uh, that kind of uploads every Thursday or Friday, every other week. 
And that's on the Chiefs. On the Chiefs app. Yep. And I am at DA Hughes Guy83 on Twitter. Follow us, check in with us. We always got some good nuggets. But in this first quarter of the show, Barbershop, I wanna we got we always have to take each week to throw back one week. And we gotta recap the Bills game. Now it was a debacle. Many people say it was embarrassing. Um, our perspective can be different, not any better than most. Uh, but I'm interested to hear yours before I get into mine. Because I'm a linebacker, I'm going to begin and end with one thing. When I saw quarterback power being run, there are two guards pulling. No matter where the action of the backs go, I don't care. Linebackers follow your guards. They take you to the action. The fact that this team ran two quarterback powers and got some pretty good plays out big of each chunks. one of them, big chunks plays, and the fact that at the end of those plays – there was no carnage. There was no damage. There was no uh, – it should have been a, a train wreck at some point. If you're going to run your quarterback, I don't care if it's a power play, sweep play, any design run, you're going to be offered uh, – uh, when I talk about the pain train is coming, whoop, whoop, the pain train is coming, like you're going to pay for that. And after I hit your quarterback and take his head off, I'm going to look up to the box – and look at the offensive coordinator and dare you to do it again because if you do, your quarterback ain't going to make it the whole season. He might not make it the rest of this game. But until you inflict that type of damage and you allow people – because on a running play, in every running play, the quarterback is always undefended. Yeah. There, there's not enough defenders to cover everybody, including the quarterback. But on those two plays, those are designed quarterback runs. You follow your guards – Hey, it take what you say. Get your chicken, protect your chicken. Yep, those guards are the chicken. You got to go where it goes. So, uh, uh, not saying that you are endorsing uh, injuring, but you're talking. There's a difference for the listeners out there, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I know I have the same mindset as you. There's a difference between inflicting pain and seeking to injure. Like I always tell my kids, you got kids that play sports. I told my kids, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. You hurt, get your butt up. If you're injured, we'll call a doctor. There's no in-between. So figure out how to get up on your own. Tell my wife, Tiffany, don't you ever, if you want to stay married to me, don't you ever (laughs) come out of the stands and go to our kids laying down on the floor, on the basketball court, on the volleyball court, on the football field, on the baseball field. I said, I don't know how I would control myself in that situation. Sit your behind right next to me. And let the trainers and coaches handle that man and him, that young man or that young woman, they figure out how they can get their butt up and to the sideline. Unless we see a bone sticking out, do not leave this seat because there's difference between being hurt and being injured. And I agree with you. And I would I would sum it up like this. Um, things don't get real until they get personal. Mm-hmm. And even in football, as in life, and you were imparting some great wisdom to CDOT um, before the show, that's something that's real. That's something that's personal. When a team opts that, when a team that does not have Lamar Jackson opts to run a quarterback power and you don't do anything about it, you're not taking that personally. That would be the equivalent of throwing a bomb late in the game up 21 points with less than a minute to go. That's a slap in the face. Even though it could be in your playbook, they got quarterback power in their playbook. They got Josh Allen, who's a big, strong, fast, elusive guy. That's in their playbook. They didn't draw it up in the dirt like Lennon Dawson and those guys did back in the 60s and 70s. That's something that they do. But if they do it against you, Mm-hmm. You got to take it personal. Am I am, am I on the same page as you? Man, hundred percent. And at the end of the day, if he gets hurt, I'm not looking at myself like you called to play. Yeah, I didn't make. It, it's no rule in football that says, hey, once out of every so many snaps, you got to call and let the quarterback run. If you call a designated quarterback run, then offensive coordinator, it's on your day. The blood's on your hands. Yeah, I'm doing what I do. If you run in that rock, I'm coming to inflict the pain. I'm coming. I'm coming a little bit nasty. I come with a little bit of purpose. But I, I'm not is, is that all that Mr. Nice Guy stuff. Hey, you know we all playing the game. We all like man, like we need to check all that at the door because the, the teams that play against us, I saw at least five or six times with 50, 91, and a couple other guys. They took some hits on. They took some hits on Pat 
when he was already sliding down, when he was going out of bounds. It, it just and it, you pointed out, you pointed out with C dot in that last segment about the Bills game plan, whether it was consciously something, we're not talking about coaches putting bounties out, but you made reference to a specific point that I had thought about, but I hadn't articulated it as well as you did in regards to the Bills game plan about early penalties versus late penalties. Go ahead. Tell me about that more. Oh, I mean, it's just a mindset. You just, you know, the officials are, calls are subjective. PIs, uh, pass interference, hold, all those things is it is a um, amount of contact the ref's gonna live with. So if you start the game getting overly aggressive with the other team, the first drive I think they were called five times for hands downfield or uh, legal contact holding. Out of every break our receivers were making, they was all on Kelsey, all on Tyreek, all on McCole. Well, eventually the referees feel like, well, late in the game that wasn't as bad as what they did earlier. So maybe I won't call it. And so yeah, it's a little contact, but it's not as bad as what I saw earlier. But on the other hand, we're playing off. We're trying to do it the right way. We don't want to get called. And then later in the game, when we do make some incidental contact, we do uh, hit a guy or something like that. Again, we're not going down that Frank Clark uh, roughing the pass. Yeah, that was ridiculous. You got a six-five guy. You hit him right at the the waist. You got to lift and tuck. He's too big not to lift and tuck. He's taller than Frank. And he didn't really even tuck because he was getting pushed by Mitch Morris, the center, into the tackle. And then you can see as he landed, his right arm went limp because he was trying not to tuck tuck that arm under and lift the, the quarterback. So I agree with you. And I think that's a perfect example of for the fans out there that watch the game, there's a game within the game. Yeah. And that is a great perspective on the human nature of officials and officials they don't want to look back at a game and have called 20 penalties so if they start the game in a certain way you can almost believe that they're going to back their foot off the gas pedal because they realized in the first quarter that they called six or eight penalties and six of them were subjective because maybe two of them were offsides or illegal motion or, or etc like that so as as a chief, you have to recognize, oh, they're trying to slap us in the face early so they can shadow punch later mm-hmm. and not necessarily be called for it. And you have to be able to counter that. You have to be able to recognize that, and uh, we have to do a better job on that. As far as the, as far as the Bills recap, from my perspective, um, you took a team that had a lot of incentive. They had a lot of revenge in their mind from the debacle to their perspective in the AFC championship, a lot of trash talking that goes on on the field, went on during the AFC championship, probably no more trash talk than normal, but because it was the AFC championship and there was no fans or limited fans, I should say, you could hear everything that somebody's saying on the field. You take it a little bit more personal and the bills came back and dished it out here at home on Sunday night. They're a very good football team. They are a team that we are going to have to make some noise against later in the season. I just hate that it might come down to us going to Buffalo. Yeah, and I know I know during the week all everybody said the right thing. Sean McDermott, they say it wasn't personal. It's just a, you know, hey, the next person, the next team. BS. But I do know <laughs> that on uh I listened to a lot of this uh hooked on the NFL, locked on the NFL, a lot of different podcasts. And and one commentator said he talked to uh, Josh Allen right after the season was over and said, how long is this loss to the Chiefs? He says, every day I'm going to think about it. Every day. Then at the beginning of the training camp, he slipped and said, like, you know, it, you know it's going to be a great season. He says, hey, there's a team that I want to beat more than anybody else, and y'all know who it is. It's the last team we lost to. That, that, that is how long he's been thinking about trying to get, get right back here in Arrowhead Stadium to get a, a, some semblance of a victory against a team that, sent the, uh, that closed his season out with a loss. If you think that that kind of motivation didn't that propel that entire organization to prepare just a little bit harder, just to scratch a little bit more, that D-line was, they was, man, the chum was in the water. They were smelling blood on every snap. They didn't need to send more than four because those four guys were coming like Tasmanian devils to try to get Pat Mahomes. And we just did not match their aggression, their intensity, the passion they were given. We didn't match it. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head and – 
I, I do believe that guys carry things over. They carry emotions, and they come in with a different focus. Sometimes that can work against you. In this case, it worked for the Bills. Tip your cap, and let a, and then you take that same incentive and get ready for a possible rematch in January. That's the end of the first quarter. We got the second quarter come up, and Barbershop, I want to talk more about what we would alter. We got a crystal ball in the studio as players. We had Brandon on the line. Brandon, please call back. We're going to have that the quarter of this of this show where we're going to get to the phones and the text line. But uh, so please chime back in. But I want to I want to put a crystal ball on this table. We're going to talk about what we would alter next. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. Second quarter of Players Only. Sean Barber, Dana Hughes here. And we're sponsored by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your pursuit. We got Joe on the line as well. We're going to get to Joe as well as the text line. We're going to do that in the third quarter. So after halftime, Joe, be patient with us. Anybody else calling in, we're going to take the entire third quarter to tackle what's on screen on the text line as well as the phone line. But before we get into that, before we get to halftime of this show, players only, I want to pose the question, and I want us both to to kind of see the crystal ball that I place right here in the middle of the table. And we can't go backwards. We can't go back to the draft. We can't go back to free agency. We can't go back to the offseason. We can only deal with now. And with that in mind, Barbershop, what, what should we or would we alter about this team? Now, we're only two and three. It's only five weeks in. We're in week six. Very winnable game coming up. We'll talk about that in the fourth quarter. But with the crystal ball, we got our druthers, mm-hmm. as my old coach Al Saunders used to say. What would we do? Man, I think that if we were, were not as good last year – because sometimes being good keeps you from being great. And so mm. we, we, had a gr- we had a good season last year. We got, made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and it was um, obviously the, the, the highlight was put on the offensive line. This is where we needed to change. And so what did we do? We spent all our assets correcting that, uh, rewriting the, the, the lineup as far as the offensive line, bringing in a whole new five, which actually made our Super Bowl five now our backups. Um, so we have so much depth in that position um, but it, it almost made it so we were handcuffed at all the other positions that might have needed some adjusting or tweaking. So I would have loved for us to go out and pick up a, uh, you know, an, another linebacker, another rush in, uh, another cover corner, um, something like that to help the defensive side of the ball. But um, I think that when we looked at last season, everybody was so obsessively focused on the offensive line because of what happened in the Super Bowl it made us kind of lose a little bit of perspective of some of the other deficits we had in the other positions. So um, I think that if we had a crystal ball and went back, we would have realized that it, it wasn't just a breakdown in the offensive line. It was some other positions that might have been in need of a little TLC, which, in case y'all don't know, is a little tender loving care. <laughs> <laughs> we had some other positions that need a little TLC. And yeah. so uh, I think that's what I would have done. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand that. If I have a crystal ball and I put the crystal ball right here on the table, 
you know, I'd like to alter the defense substitution package. And what I notice, and I'm in the booth with Mitch, and we're calling the game, and but I, I kind of notice, because it's my job, what is the other team doing that we're not doing, or what are we doing that the other teams aren't doing? And when we rotate packages out, we rotate three and four guys out of personnel. Now, there's a method to the madness. Steve Spagnolo has been a great defensive coordinator, has, has, was obviously integral in bringing us a Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. So I am not knocking him. I'm not knocking the philosophy. I'm just saying I wonder about the substitutions. And it became abundantly clear against the Bills because as Mitch and I were talking about, we're watching quarterback power, quarterback run, Josh Allen checking to run plays based on the fact that he saw nickel and dime packages on the field. Basically, for, for the general listener, when you have a nickel and a dime package, that means you have rotated in an extra DB who is smaller and taken out a linebacker or a defensive lineman or both who are bigger. So you're expecting pass. You're expecting some semblance of pass. And we were not only rotating in based on their personnel. They rotate in a third receiver. We rotate in another defensive back. That's normal around the NFL. But we were rotating based on down and distance. It was We got a good stop on first down. We got second and long. We expect them to throw. So we rotate in our dime package. Ben Neiman, uh, Juan Thornhill, you move around Dan Sorensen, you move around the Honey Badger. You got Legereus Sneed who moves from outside in. You move out Mike Hughes. Uh, in the past, it was DeAndre Baker. Uh, this week it was Rashad Fenton that was out there playing a lot at the cornerback position. And you have this whole shuffle going and then a team just runs the ball. And now instead of it being third and eight or third and seven, because they completed a short pass or maybe you had to scramble for, you know, because we were getting pressure. Now it's third and two Mm -hmm. because we gave up eight yards on our quarterback run or another run uh, because of our, we have smaller guys on the field versus their bigger guys that are swallowing us up, the guards pulling, as you mentioned. So my crystal ball would be I would love to have personnel that was uniform. And I look at defenses like the Baltimore Ravens, and I don't see Patrick Queen run off the field. Mm-hmm. I don't see Calais Campbell go off the field. I see those guys being anchors on defenses. I don't. I see – uh, Humphrey move from outside inside and they rotate another cat in there, Everett or whoever to be able to play bump and run. You know what we're going to do. We're going to bring pressure and we don't care what personnel you got on the field. I'd like to have that kind of mindset more on defense. I'd like to see, I'd like to have the personnel yes, to be able to accomplish that. You know where I'm going? Yeah. And the personnel being able to like, it's, it's that attitude that, 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 that I'm dictating to you, what you're going to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to predetermine and put in my, I think it's called a 41 package, mm-hmm. um, four D linemen, one linebacker, six DBs. I'm not going to go 41 where you, where I'm expecting you to pass. Now I'm allowing you to run the ball to shorten down that second and long and make it a easy um, third and short. I'm going to dictate to you what you're going to do by what I call defensively. We're going to stay in our base. We're going to stay in a normal nickel. We're going to keep two linebackers out there. We're going to fill those run gaps. We're going to become very physical uh, run blood, uh, run blitzing, uh, pressure packages, dogs. And we're going to dictate to you where you're going to go with the ball instead of uh, being so reactionary and letting you keep your, your, your playbook wide open um, when, when actually, you know, we're saying in those, you know, 41 packages, you can't help but play pass first. Yeah. When that, when that package comes in, it's based on it's, – it, it's almost like the numbers are saying you're going to pass it. So as a defender, I'm going in with this pass mentality. So as a D-line, I'm, I'm thinking about my pass move, my counter move. As a linebacker, I'm thinking about uh, I got to work drops. to number three, where am I dropping? And so I'm almost caught off guard and surprised uh, when it's a quick-hitting run play or a power run play because guess what? Linebackers might know how to fit the run, but DBs coming up, secondary guys coming up, by the time you get into the mix, 
it's very hard for those guys to know uh, which gap to take. And a lot of times those big runs that hit are because we're in a, a, a DB-heavy package, and those guys just aren't as used to um, doing run fits, um, you know, uh, relieving double teams like linebackers and D-linemen have to do over and over again. And for the general fan, the run fits, you hear that term a lot. Just understand that if a, if a defensive player takes on a block, just takes on a block with the wrong shoulder, that can open up the door for a huge play. If you shoot a gap that the defensive tackle should have been in, that opens up a big play. And you and if you haven't heard me say it, I say it all the time throughout the season. If the linebacker is trying to do the defensive end's position, a defensive end is trying to trying to take over for the defensive tackle, whether it's confidence, whether it's playmaking, whether it's the feeling that, you know, he's not doing it, so I need to help him. Safety coming up, filling a, a gap that the linebacker should, that's where the big plays happen. Mm-hmm. That's how you see Josh Allen scamper through for a touchdown on a quarterback draw in the red zone because somebody was trying to do somebody else's job or somebody felt like they needed to do somebody else's job by the way they took on a block or where they shot the gap or just being hesitant. And I think that's huge too. I'm not saying this defense isn't confident, but there are times where when you are getting beat like you're getting beat, that you become hesitant. And that one split second can cost you whether you beat the block to you and you stuff the hole or you get swallowed up by a 300-pound lineman and you have a great running back or a quarterback that runs that runs off of that lineman's butt. So there, there's, there's things that go on on the field. We don't have a crystal ball. We can't make the changes, but at least we are presenting, presenting them in the air so that as the fans watch the game, they can see from our perspective, and we can hope for the best going forward with this Chiefs team and this Chiefs defense. All right, guys, that's halftime. When we come back, we got Jason on the line. We're going to get to you, Jason. We got a highly active text line. We'll try to tackle as much as we can in the third quarter. Go ahead and get your Gatorade, get your apple slices, whatever you got to do during halftime. We're going to be back to tackle some more. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Halftime's over, players only back. Sean Barber, Danon Hughes here. Now, we don't have the drop of Andy Reid saying, it's your time, your time. That's how he says it? Time's yours. Time's, time's yours. yours. This is the third quarter of players only is the time's yours segment. We go into the text line. We got the phone line. Jay's Southland Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. As always, Players Only is brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your pursuit. Let's go to Jason on the phone line. What's going on, Jason? What up, big dogs? How are you guys doing? Doing all right, brother. Hey, I was just calling in. I kind of want to expand because, you know, sometimes in the third quarter, you got to put in a little bit of the work you're putting in on the second quarter. Um, and I want to go nice. into some of these covered schemes that we were talking about with, uh, you know, nickel and dime packages. Um, one of my frustrations with that, what the Chiefs are doing, it just seems like we're out of place on our coverages and doing it, and maybe Spags is just scheming up too complicated the coverages for the personnel we got. Um, seems like we're running a little bit of hybrid coverage as well. I noticed in the uh, past game, one of the big plays that Dirty Dan got burnt on Bags had him rushing up to the line pre-coverage and then trying to fly back and pick up man coverage on digs, which got him burnt big time. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe if we didn't go to like a 4-3, cover 2, cover 3, cover 4, more package, more basic, that it might be simpler for our coverage teams and our backs to be able to pick that up. Um, that's just kind of what I'm putting out there to see if, you know, maybe sometimes keeping it simple, stupid is the best answer. Well, we appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for the call, brother. Yeah, so I've had a chance to play under uh, Coach Spags in the defense. Um, man, listen, every NFL defense is going to be complicated. It's your job. It's it's To face the type of concepts they're doing on the offense, you have to have an equally um, um, efficient type of defense playing uh, zone, playing man, playing a hybrid, you know, combo coverage, half man, half zone. It's, everybody just has to be on the same page. And so I, I know what the play you're talking about, uh, was a deep pass that um, Diggs ran a uh, post like a corner oh, post. Yeah, a Dino. Uh, he ran a Dino, Dino route. Yeah, a Dino uh, route. Um, any any safety in the league, when you give a guy, I mean, Diggs is a special talent. Um, runs tremendous routes with that kind of downfield speed. It's the he can't be allowed to have that much time to survey the field and throw the ball. Bingo. So, it doesn't matter what we did on the back end. Who was, you know, Dan, he lost his inside leverage because he thought it was going to go back to the corner. So then he, you know, took too many steps over that way. And when he flipped his hips, it was, again, a greater, faster athlete on a, a lesser athlete. But it, it would have been the same no matter who you put back there because he had too much time to deliver that ball. And actually, Diggs had time to even wait on it. It wasn't a precise pass. It wasn't thrown into a tight window. Um, it was thrown into a, an, an open area, but it was because he had so much time to step up and deliver the ball. Um, so it was more of a knock on the D-line, I think, not getting um, pressure because, hey, we got four guys going. They got five guys blocking. It's three guys getting blocked one-on-one. They're not doubling all four of our guys. So uh, one of those one-on-ones got to win. Got to win. Got to get there. And, and I will add on to that. There are defenses on every team that are designed to not give the quarterback time to throw. And if he has time to throw, that's the rolling of the dice that defensive coordinators input to that if, if we don't get to the quarterback, you are exposing our defensive backs to the point of a big play. It's just like if you see a blitz coming from one side of the line of scrimmage and they run the other side. Like, you are rolling the dice that if you rotate five guys on the right side of your defense and they run the ball with a quick sweep or a quick hitting play to the right side of the offense where now you only have three guys and they have four guys and they swallow up, 
We've had that happen for us, where Patrick Mahomes has caught the snap and rolled immediately to the right away from a blitz. And now you've exposed the defense. Uh, if you catch the team and if you have the rush and you hit the quarterback, it can turn into a turnover. It can turn into a big sack. It can turn into a holding penalty. But if you don't get home with whatever package you're bringing, you leave Dan Sorensen, uh, Honey Badger, whoever else is back there wide open for a big play. Even going back to Legereus Sneed when he was guarding Emmanuel Sanders. Same exact route as Stephon Diggs where Sanders caught, I believe it was a touchdown, he ran a Dino route. He ran a post, corner, post. That takes a lot of time to run that route. And if you don't get to the quarterback, Legereus Sneed is left out truly on an island with about 30 yards of real estate on the inside where the quarterback can throw it up and let Emmanuel Sanders run under it, or he can throw a dart like Josh Allen did right over the shoulder. And going off of that play, what Legereus did at the end of that play, I know people think, well, you gave up a touchdown. But what he did was he, he, took, he took a chance. chance. He undercut it to, because if he had thrown the ball in front of Emmanuel Sanders, that was the only play he would have had was to undercut it and then go make a play on the ball. Uh, unfortunately for us, but luckily for the Bills, he threw it to the back end, uh, floated it, put more air under it, and that allowed Emmanuel Sanders to adjust to it and fade back and catch the ball over his head. So, um, when, again, when given that much time, uh, eventually if you hesitate on everything, you're not going to be right on anything. Yeah. So at least Legereus had enough confidence and enough athleticism to know, hey, at this point of the route, I got I to gotta, I gotta buy something. I got to sell something. <laughs> I didn't hear a whistle yet, so evidently my boys didn't get to the quarterback. Yes. So, oh, boy. I'm, I got to do something. Yeah, so he took away the post. Yeah. Right? You undercut it, took away a post, would have made a play if the ball was thrown out that way. Unfortunately, it was thrown to the back end. All right, we got the text line. We got one text from early on from 816 talking about Dirty Dan and why his fan appeal. I'm not even going to get into that in regards to race because I think that's ridiculous. In the locker room, we're all wearing red jerseys, red helmets. That's all that matters. Okay, from the 785 Barbershop, if, imagine you're on this defense. What are you doing to make some changes? Um, I think the first and foremost, you just go out is, and then practice field when, you, when you're preparing to go practice. You just got to put on the game film, and and you don't have to call, you don't have to highlight anybody, you don't have to put the red dot. When you're watching the film, you just say, "Hey, guy, watch the guys next to you. Watch the guys to your left and right, front and behind. Are they giving great effort?" And before you say anything to anybody else, look at yourself. Are you giving great effort? Great effort can be defined by me and Dana as one thing. You play through the echo of the whistle. The echo. You don't wait for the you don't you don't assume the whistle is gonna get blown because one of your teammates is close. Somebody's got him wrapped up, so I'm gonna start slowing down. Until the whistle is blown, and not only is blown, you hear the echo of the whistle, that's when you start to let up. That's the type of mentality that needs to be more prevalent when you're watching game film of the all twenty two of what I'm seeing on defense. I'm not seeing eleven guys dead bent, hungry. Uh, uh, scratching, clawing to get to the ball on every play. And that is the only concern I have is that that type of uh, attitude can be contagious, that lackadaisical, uh, we call it a loaf. Let's be honest, that's what it's called, a loaf. If you're not running through the echo of the, of the whistle, you're loafing. And the film don't lie. And no matter what, the players go in. And I, I don't know if we'll have time this week, but I want to talk about at some point about dissecting film. Uh, because everybody now has the luxury of social media and YouTube and they can, they can go back and rewind plays and watch the All-22, there are people that post that and do a really nice job of showing every aspect of where you play. You watch the different news outlets and you see breakdowns and spotlights and all that stuff, but there's a method to watching film and there are some intricate details about watching film from a player's perspective that I don't think fans really would recognize. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about that in this uh, edition of Players Only because we still got a lot of great, great texts. Um, let's go. We got uh, from the 785 Barbershop. I am an avid football. Everybody talking to you, Barbershop. Hey, man, I'm, listen, that's all right. I'm that's a popular all right. person, right. I'm, I'm, I'm an okay guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You hear you my stop. voice go high? That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Barbershop, I'm an avid football fan. How can I better watch the game? You keep telling C-Dot he watches the wrong thing, and I see what he sees. School me. 
All right, it's simple. It's called Game Pass, NFL Game Pass. They have a cut. It's called the All-22. Every play is from a bird's eye view. You see all the 11 offense, 11 defense. You see the guys that are winning consistently, even though the ball don't come to win. And that's what Coach Spags, if you listen to what he said about personnel, sometimes, like in 50 plays, if a guy grades out good on 45 of them and he has a negative on five, that's a winning effort from a guy. And just because those five plays on the ESPN Good Morning America or the Good Morning Football are highlighted, and, oh, my goodness, this player is on three of the five bad plays, that doesn't mean we're going to switch personnel. Like, like it's so much more that goes into evaluating guys than what we see on the TV. And so CDOT, yes, he watches highlights. He watches Good Morning Football. He listens to uh, Joy Taylor as his favorite. That's all he does. He follows Joy <laughs> Taylor on social media. So if she, if, he, if she, she says if, he follows. If Joy Taylor says that we need to replace Sorensen, then he'll say it. I don't care. Sorensen could have went out there and had three, four, five interceptions. If Joy Taylor <laughs> says switch, C-Dot is switching. Now if Joy Taylor says Patrick Mahomes needs to be benched for Chad Henney, C-Dot's going to come and be like, hot hey, take. I think we might. <laughs> hot take. C-Dot. Yeah, I agree with Joy Taylor. Oh, so, yeah, no, but that all 22, um, you can get it on uh, the Game Pass. Uh, but just start watching. Watch up front. Watch the offensive and defensive line, even on the highlights on your NFL app on your phone. When you see highlights, stop watching the football. Don't watch where the running back goes. Don't watch where the ball is thrown. Watch what's happening actually at the line of scrimmage. And watch if you're seeing the same effort on both sides of the ball. See where the offensive line is the line of scrimmage being moved back into the back feeling the quarterback, when the quarterback throws the ball, are there bodies at his feet as he's having to walk, walk around people, move around them? Or is he having free passing lanes? Running backs, are they getting hit multiple times? Is offensive linemen going down the field and, and clear, called clear the path so that extra people don't get hits on our running backs? All those little things matter when you talk about a season of football. And also one thing I would aspect as far as effort, watch how many times a backside defensive end or backside linebacker chases down from behind a ball carrier that's going away from them. I notice that those efforts because that's something that's just about effort. Very slim chance you're going to be involved in the tackle, but I saw that from the Bills. I saw Rousseau. I saw guys coming from the backside, chasing down ball carriers, chasing down receivers that were making plays down the field. We get that kind of effort from our guys up front and the front seven specifically. I think that would move us forward towards successful football. All right. From the 816, I've been begging for someone to get the damn Sage out to Arrowhead as well as all over the players to get rid of the mojo. Ah, uh, yeah. We, I'm not a mojo. Yeah, I don't I'm believe not a mojo. in the mojo. I don't the believe in it bones, either. No. All the rituals and all that, man. I believe, hey, hard work, effort, focus. You know, play with, like me and Dana. I mean, play through the whistle. That, I mean, if we look around the room, if everybody is committed to the same thing, play through the whistle. Play. All right, get a line, get a sign, hard-nosed, tough, smart football. Hey, get a line, get a sign. Know when the snap count is. Know where the line of scrimmage is. No lining up with a foot over the line of scrimmage. Come on, man. Like, like some of this stuff is not – it's just not acceptable. You, yeah. can't, you can't line up offsides, point blank. Yeah. In football, in the NFL, you, shouldn't, you, should, be, you should not be able to, to have to deal with, you know, penalties of somebody lining up Offsides. All right, the last one, last text I want to go to because this guy tries to diss us from the 816. I played high school football like everyone else listening to this show. Am I supposed to be impressed with this commentary? The all 22 is his out. This guy is a joke. Give me more C dot. Players don't make radio. That's C well, Obviously, ghost listeners don't play. C dot's ghost yeah. count. Come on, C dot. You got to do listeners, better than that. Listeners don't make football players. Not all of them. And the fact that you played high school football is great for you back in high school. But if you don't understand the uh, the the identity and the object of film and the all twenty two, I don't know what high school you went to, but they probably didn't win very much. All right. When we come back, we got to talk about the Chiefs and the Washington football team. We got a preview. Let's get to it. <clears throat> Time, George. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Almost that time. We just got a few minutes left. The fourth quarter of the show. Players Only, Sean Barber. I am Damon Hughes. Brought to all of you by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help. Turn it into your next pursuit. I think we created something good on the third quarter. Each and every week we'll be 
the Time's Yours segment. Julio bossed us around and told us it was going to be that. But that's all right, Julio. We appreciate you, bro. But that's the best segment of radio is to listen to the fans. Like, like that's why radio is what it is because the, the ability to interact with the fans and the text line and find out what do y'all think and make sure we're answering the questions y'all want to talk about. Even the, the, the backwards hand slap the guy from – I played high school football. Y'all don't know. I need more of CDOT. It's prom king hey, of man. King High School. I can appreciate <laughs> that. I can appreciate your your point of view. Just, I mean, he should have just asked a question because yeah. then we could have educated him about some stuff. He Obviously, didn't want to be educated. He just wanted to be able to say something. Again. And we get text messages after that. Screw that guy. Screw that high school guy. All right. No big deal. All right. Well, we got the Chiefs and Washington football team. Barbershop. What's your, what's your thoughts? This is two of your former teams. You used to play for what used to be or is now called the Washington football team. Uh, are you are you torn between each one? Or, you know, what's your thoughts on this matchup? No, I'm not torn. I Actually, I know where my bread is buttered. Um, <laughs> I, I live here and reside here in kingdom land, so I'm part of hey, defending the kingdom. Um, obviously, um, um, being an alumni with this organization is a is an honor to me, and I love talking about the Chiefs, um, even when they play my old teams. I do have a affinity though for Coach Rivera. I think he's a man, a mountain of a man. Yes, Ron Rivera, all the battle. I mean, battling cancer and going through, you know, having a chance to ring that bell before a training camp and uh, being present for his team, um, understanding the sacrifice he's making to be out there with those men and lead those men. Um, he's made a lot of changes. Obviously, there's a, a, a bad history that you know recently that been uncovered with the Washington football team as far as and it says something about him that to take that job. Yes. And it, you know, and players still want to go play for him, even though there's that dark cloud over that organization. Hey, man, in life, you got to decide if you're going to be a lighthouse or if you're going to accept the darkness. And when you're a lighthouse, you got to realize that, hey, man, your light's got to shine. No matter what the environment is, um, you got to be that guy in light. And I think Ron Rivera sees himself as a lighthouse towards men that need some leadership. Um, and so he took a job in, a, in an organization that he knew was had some checkered past, had some, mm-hmm. had some things they need to clean up. Uh, but he know he's the man for the job. And so he, he made it some... Some 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 hard cuts, some hard uh, organizational requirements that came along with him being hired. Um, they have a very diverse staff, um, a lot of uh, women in high uh, high ranking um, places with that organization. So I do appreciate those things. But as far as on the football field, on the football field, man, uh, they just don't. Right now, they're not clicking on all cylinders. It's, it's something missing. Um, that defense had a really good year a year yeah. ago. I think offense has kind of got them figured out. Um, you just got to stop, you know, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, those two guys. Uh, you got you to gotta know where they are every time. And obviously we got uh, Fuller um, roaming around in that secondary. We know him. We know his strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but besides those guys, um, um, there's a safety also they got. Those are pretty high safety. And Landon Collins, I think he's a really good guy. But yep. those four players pretty much are who they got on uh, defense. And I'll let you uh, kind of capitalize on the Redskins offense. Yeah, I'd say this, that. Let's remember who they are. They are a playoff team that I believe should have or came close to beating the Buccaneers Mm. in the playoffs and shocking the world in that. They are a defense that came into the season heralded as a team that was going to win the NFC East, mainly because they were going to be able to shut down opposing offenses. Now, they haven't done that. They're ranked 27th in the league. 31st in the league in points giving up per game is 31. So from an offensive perspective, they're wounded. You know, they're, they're, they're dripping blood from their side and they're wounded. And we can't allow them to get any kind of resurrection, any kind of confidence, because that's what they're thinking. They're thinking we're playing the best team, what a lot of te- people think is the best team or at least has been the best team in the NFL for the past three seasons. This is our opportunity to show the world that the losses that we've had, some of the drawbacks that we've had were just an anomaly. That we are, this is the team that we are as of this Sunday, and this is what we're going to do the rest of the season. We know we're going to get the best. The text line said we're going to get the best of everybody. We just have to be prepared for that. Have a play, a clean game, clean penalties, as well as clean uh, in regards to interceptions and turnovers. So. Yes. We're a better team, and I believe the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, and during this stretch, we got three games, very winnable games. We can come back and play the Packers at 5-3, and three, and the season will turn around. For Barbershop, 
For myself, Dane and Hughes, we appreciate you all listening in each and every week, six to seven. Players only. We'll come back to you with the text line, the phone line, some insight, and maybe even some former high school players that hold a grudge. We'll do it all. We thank Julio, U.S. Bank, for sponsoring us. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a Chiefs win. Expect the Chiefs win. We'll be talking about it. Peace. This is Players Only with Dana Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. U.S. Bank. Wherever you want to go, U.S. Bank can help get you there. We've done it again. Golden Oak Lending has dropped rates even lower. I'm James Hawkins, president of Golden Oak. With a 1.875% rate and home values up, you can get more cash out now. Call 913-890-GOLD today and make no mortgage payments until next year. Golden Oak Lending, join my blues. NMLS 114937, 1.875% fixed, 2.952% APR, FHA 15-year mortgage with 20% equity and approved credit. Aristocrat Motors pre-owned of Lee Summit is one year old. And to celebrate the start of our second year, we are having food truck Saturdays. We are inviting you to our place for lunch. Lunch, a look around and a friendly hello. This Saturday, it's R&R's Paseo Grill from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Lunch is on us. It's our way of saying thank you to the community for making us feel welcome. Aristocrat Motors pre-owned Lee Summit, 704 Southeast Oldham Court, Highway 50 at Southeast Hamlin, or online at aristocratmotorsls.com. My fiancé surprised me with an engagement ring from Shane Company. A simple solitaire ring with a beautiful oval diamond. I love it. I had a vision of what I wanted to do with the wedding bands to create my own look and add even more sparkle. Shane Company has so many options, so it was easy to bring it to life. I got two bands. I selected a diamond contour band to go on one side of my engagement ring and a delicate vintage band to go on the other. It's a unique ring stack, and it fits my style. It's totally me. My fiancé got his wedding band at Shane Company, too. I had no idea what he'd gravitate to because he never wears jewelry. He tried on lots of rings. Turns out, he really liked a black tantalum band. It's masculine and unique, and it suits his personality. The wedding is really soon, and I can't wait to wear my gorgeous new rings every day. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. U.S. Bank. Wherever you want to go, U.S. Bank can help get you there. Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursdays at 6 on 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station.